You're listening to the Wildlife Photography Podcast with Rob Reed and Josh Galicki, bringing together the love of nature and photography. Episode one, an introduction from Rob and Josh. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Wildlife Photography Podcast uh, with me, Rob Reed. And I, with me, I've got my co-host, uh, Josh Galicki. Hi, Josh. Hey, Rob. Hey, hey Rob. How's it going? Going well, going well. Really looking forward to this. Yeah. Uh, so I, I sent Josh an email um, a few weeks ago, and I said to him, I've got this mad idea to start a podcast um, about wildlife photography. What do you think? You're interested. And um, you bit my hand off, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love podcasts. And, you know, there's not many podcasts when it comes to wildlife and nature photography and it's just a subject that I think would be a lot of fun to explore and there's so many different topics so yeah I was very excited yeah. to hear from you yeah well we'll, well we'll get into that in a bit but I thought what we'd do is we'd, we'd start off by just giving people a little back bit of background on uh, on on each of us as a sort of intro bio if you like um, I think most people will probably uh, know of us but um why, why don't you kick off josh and and tell you, uh, everybody a little bit about yourself and, uh, and and your sort of photography background yeah yeah sure thing so i'm a wildlife and nature photographer um i started photography oh geez maybe about 10 years ago uh i started with um avian photography birds for the most part i was a birder most of my life and that has expanded into all forms of wildlife and i try to shoot locally uh, as much as i can in the washington dc area where I've been working for the past number of years. And also I try to travel the world whenever I can. So whenever I have time off, I'll try to get to, you know, some far flung places to take photos. Uh, it's my passion. It's something I definitely plan on doing as much as possible, even while I'm working. And certainly uh, after my, uh, my professional career is over, um, I plan on doing it uh, full time. So, yeah. Well, well, I got to know you through um, through Bird Photographer of the Year when I was I was running that competition, obviously, and and you did tremendously well in that. Uh, pretty much every year you entered, I think. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a great competition, and uh, I, I just um, started submitting the competitions a couple of years ago, and I really enjoy it. It's actually elevated my photography mm. uh, when I see all the great work around, and you know, photography these days it's so competitive. There's so many more photographers than there were some years ago, and everyone's pushing the envelope. So uh, it's inspiring as much yeah. as it is um, rewarding. Well, we, we will get on to talking about that in another episode. And in fact, I think the sort of second episode that we're planning is going to be called The Future of Wildlife Photography, where we're going to perhaps talk about, you know, how styles have changed, you know, and, and, and where they're going, you know, particularly with with um you know my involvement and your involvement with um with obviously wild art photographer of the year now because um, yeah. uh, obviously you're a, you're a judge for that competition because you know it, it, i loved your work and um you know it was through the sort of submissions that you made to bird photographer of the year and the consistency of what you were turning out i just thought no i've i've, I've got to have you as a judge on 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 this if i if i possibly can and thankfully you said yes but uh, anyway Great stuff. Yeah, was, uh, I really appreciate it. it. The photography is so dynamic, wildlife photography, and it's constantly changing. And to your point, um, there's a, there's been when you look at the entire industry uh, over the past few years, and when you look at what's actually an artistic wildlife photograph, we've seen it in wild art. Um, it's starting to evolve. Um, 
and things are changing moving forward. So it's going to be a great yeah. discussion. I really appreciate yeah. you uh, reaching out to me, Rob. Yeah. Well, if, if people don't know, um, you know, uh, about me, let me let me give everybody a bit of background um, as, as, to, as to where, you know, I've come from effectively. But I, I sort of started life as a landscape photographer, actually. Um, and it was through my love of just my general love of the outdoors and, and particularly walking um, is, is where that all, all started. But I got the opportunity. Oh, it must have been about 2008, 2009. Uh, to get involved with a um, what was then a film-based uh, natural history photography library, um, and it was the, the person that was involved with that wanted a sort of transition to a digital-based library, and I came in and, and helped with that, and uh, and basically returned a load of the old sort of thirty-five millimeter slides to all the all the photographers, um, and changed you know, that library into, into uh, you know, in, or put it into the digital space, as it were. So that's really where it, my sort of wildlife photography interest was was sparked. And I thought, oh, no, 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 actually, actually, because I love wildlife anyway, I've always been interested, but I've, I've never had a an opportunity to get a sort of foothold into that, you know, into that arena. Uh, and that offered me a really good opportunity. And through that came the opportunity to do Bird Photographer of the Year as well. And I was one of the founding directors for that competition and you know i ran that for the first five years um of its existence and we all know how well that that competition has done now you know with over twenty thousand entries a year something like that um so that was a that was a real privilege to 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 be involved with that but when my association came to an end with that competition a couple of years ago uh i've always really enjoyed and and that competition was was uh i guess it was responsible for my change in attitude towards the way I take photographs from the sort of more literal to the more artistic. And that's the way I wanted that competition to go. And when that, that came to an end for me, I just thought, well, this gives me an opportunity to perhaps open up, um, you know, and, and develop a new competition, which focused on that element and, and open it up to all the taxa groups. So it wasn't just birds. It was, was everything else. It was wildlife in general. And, and so wild art photographer of the year was born. And of course I've been running that now. Well, we're in our sort of second year uh, now with that competition. I mean, year one was just phenomenal. I mean, I couldn't believe the response from everybody. It worked. I mean, it just, just worked brilliantly well. And it's, it's obviously structured a little bit differently as I think, you know, most people will know if you, if, if you don't, then, then, you know, head on, go and have a look at the website. Um, which is wild art uh, for talk about wild art P-O-T-Y uh, for photographer of the year dot com. So have a look at the website and you'll, you'll see what it's all about. So, you know, that basically in a nutshell is 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 me. And I, I just, you know, this sort of love of of wildlife and photography, it's just a, a perfect combination for me. Uh, and, I, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed the journey. And um, and I just thought, you know, a podcast along with, you know, the competition and along with the YouTube channel, which has, has evolved from some of the live events that we've been doing with, uh, with Wild Art, I just thought was a, was a natural extension of everything. So here we are. Yeah, so let's give people a, a bit more of an idea of, of, of what to expect from the, from the podcast. Uh, and I just thought, you know, there are so many subjects that we can we can talk about i mean i've got a whole list of things written down so many of these sort of uh, you know rabbit holes that we can you know we we, we could end up you know exploring uh, as it were and everything perhaps from sort of interviews with with well-known wildlife photographers to conservationists and and how photography works you know for, for conservation through to you know techniques such as composition 
um, such as perhaps, you know, setting camera settings and how, you know, um, using different settings can create different effects, different lighting effects, sort of backlighting, bokeh we were talking about, you know, before we started recording this and, you know, uh, you know perhaps sort of rim lighting and all, all those sorts of things. We can, we can delve into those subjects as well. And of course, you know, perhaps talk a little bit about gear. I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of podcasts out there that talk about gear. So that's, that's not going to be the, the center of everything, but, you know, I think we can, we, you know, we'll include a little bit about, you know, that sort of thing as we, as we, as we go forward. Um, but I, I just thought that, you know, there are so many subjects that, that, you know, we, we can cover and we'll just evolve as we, as we, as we go along. And if yeah. listeners have got suggestions of things that they want us to discuss, then, um, you know, obviously happy to, to take on board you know, what, what people want basically. Yeah, and I think what's important too is in listening to these podcasts, the information will be helpful to the viewer. Um, I listen to many podcasts where it's all about the host. And look, we're all lifelong students when it comes to wildlife photography, and there's a lot to talk about. But ideally, when you listen to these podcasts, you'll be able to pull information out and information that might be useful to you, whether it's discussions around composition, usage of different techniques in the field, gear. There's so many things to talk about, and we hope that it'll be helpful for you as a photographer to get something out of the podcast rather than just listen to our stories. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, again, sort of going down that sort of wild art theme, you know, and the thing that I've been trying to hammer home to people that that it's about inspiring people on their own photographic journeys. So if, if you listen to the podcast or you watch some of the, you know, the YouTube videos, for example, if you take one or two little things away from that which you can then incorporate into your own photography which you know perhaps improves it or takes you down avenues that you've never explored before then then this is what it's all about you know th this is what we're trying to do with it with this podcast so yeah absolutely so the first subject that i thought josh and i would would talk about would be the future of wildlife photography and uh, from the point of view of photographic style rather than perhaps the sort of future of wildlife as such um, when we all know you know how much trouble that's in uh, you know, with with climate yeah. change and uh, and and the pressures on you know uh, the majority <laughs> you know the majority of things that aren't human basically we seem to be persecuting virtually everything on the planet but uh, no I thought you know that we we take it down the road of you know the, the sort of future of artistic styles because we've certainly seen a change there's certainly been a change in my photography and i know that you know your own photography josh is 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 changing as well it's developing it's evolving um from perhaps the sort of more literal photographs that you know you and i i think uh, you know both started taking when we when we first got into wildlife photography through to exploring the more artistic side of things which certainly seems to be the way that that a lot of photographers are going particularly actually from europe i have to say they seem mm -hmm. to be sort of leading the way. Yeah, Europe is definitely the dominant trend when it comes to moving away from uh, the literal uh, wildlife photography into the uh, into the more artistic. And I think that trend overall has been happening over the past 10 years. And I think it, there's a combination of things also as part of that. Uh, focal length, um, years ago, the longest lens you could find in terms of focal length was the lens you went out into the field with. If you had a 600, you put a two times teleconverter on there and you go out in the field and you try to get as close as possible to the animal. Those rules have you know, obviously changed over the past few years. You mentioned even wildlife uh, numbers and the persecution. 
conservation photography. If you're if you are going to be literal, a lot more is expected of you. You should be telling a story. You should be talking about the plight of well, telling the story uh, around the plight of the animal in the photograph that you take, um, or uh, the circumstances around that animal. So there's a lot a lot is expected. There's many more wildlife photographers out there than there were years ago. So if you want an image to stand out, um, you really need to have an inspiring image. You need to have a thoughtful image and it needs to evolve. Um, when you look at wildlife photography uh, in general, it's much more competitive and people are pushing the envelope. The last thing people want to do is look at more images, less is more. So you have to make a statement when you make an image. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think you know, certainly from your own Instagram account, I, I know that you never post anything that you, you know, you don't believe is is not top notch work because it's, a you know, that's sort of representing you as a photographer. And there's no point yeah. in putting mediocre stuff up there just because you need to put an Instagram post up. And that's a huge challenge, too. I mean, we live in the age of social media. Instagram is really the premier platform when it comes to showing off your photography. Unfortunately, it's a very small platform when it comes to the image size. So, you know, there's always that constant balance for photographers. Um, do you want to post more often and have more engagement or do you want to post less often, less often and have higher quality material? So this has always been a challenge when it comes to photographers. Um, I've, right. I've tried to choose less is more. Yeah, well, there's a there's another subject for a, for a podcast, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hasn't photo photography has changed so dramatically in the last fifteen years, in particular? Uh, and there there is a, just a plethora of stuff available online now. Whereas, you know, if you go back twenty years, I mean, there's, there's, there was nowhere near what there is now. Even though we were sort of into the the digital age just about by then. Uh, you know, the, the way things have, have progressed, do you think about those sort of first digital cameras that were coming out? And I owned the, I, I owned the original Canon 5D. And I remember thinking, wow, wow this is just an amazing <laughs> piece of kit. And now you look at it and you go, 12 megapixels. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> Even in the past few years, I was shooting a Canon 5D Mark IV in 2019, seven frames a second. I have a Canon R3 right now, which is just a few years later. I'm at 30 frames a second, let yeah. alone all the other capability, animal eye focus and so forth. So it's yeah. the uh, technology is improving exponentially. Yeah. And of course, I switched allegiances a few years ago. So I'm a Nikon shooter now. And, and you look at the Z9 and it's like, you know, yes. <laughs> and you look at the Z9, it's like, well, you know, this is this is crazy. Uh, yeah. But again, I think that's another great subject for um, for a podcast because uh, uh, I'm a great believer in that that not only do people have uh, gear acquisition syndrome, you know, it's a real disease, which is uh, <laughs> you know, which is encouraged by the camera manufacturers, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I almost feel that sometimes, you know, gear is like a uniform that people think they must have. So to be a wildlife mm -hmm. photographer, you've got to have a 600 millimeter prime. Otherwise, you're nobody. How can you possibly take a picture without a 600 millimeter prime and without the latest camera body, which we all know is absolute nonsense? Um, because mm -hmm. absolutely, I don't own a 600 millimeter prime lens because I don't for, for, the, for the style of photography that, that I do. It's not worth me investing in it because I wouldn't yeah. use it often enough. So I often find when I'm in the field, Rob, if I have a 600 millimeter lens, it actually holds me back. I was just yeah. shooting about a week and a half ago, um, 
I was down in North Carolina in the Outer Banks and I had a 600 millimeter lens on me, the only lens I had. And I had these beautiful scenes of shorebirds walking by, but there were all these dunes, the sun, the sunset was incredible behind them. And I had a 600 millimeter, I couldn't capture that. Um, and I was capturing just snapshots for the most part. So in many cases, these longer focal lengths, they hold you back. Yeah. But, it, you know, as I said, to my point, it, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, it's a uniform. It's a, this is yeah. a rite of passage. You know, you, you're not going to be accepted by the wildlife photography community seriously unless you have a 600 millimeter prime attached to the latest camera body that does a gazillion frames a second. Uh, you yeah. know, and yeah. <laughs> that means you have to buy a memory card, which costs you 600 pounds <laughs> to be able to make use of the frame rate. I mean, it's, you know, the world's gone yeah. kind of crazy, but uh, I mean, it's brilliant. All this tech is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But anyway, it's, yeah, and I often find with a lot of new photographers, the tech comes first before the composition skills, before a lot of the other things start to fall in place. So uh, folks who enter the field, um, whether it's, you know, a hobby or whether they're doing it professionally, there's that drive, that gas, as you say, I like to say gas, actually, it's a pretty funny acronym, but yeah. uh, there's that drive to get the gear and the hope is everything kind of falls in place quickly thereafter. Um, certainly you can get more shots with with better gear when it comes to an action sequence, for instance, or when it comes to low light, for instance, it will help you in certain situations. But when it comes to the basic fundamentals of an incredible image, that is not that is not key to getting a great image. Key is, in my yeah. opinion, composition, having an eye, envisioning a shot, and taking the tools that you have and making them work and making them sing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, buying a Ferrari doesn't make you a good driver, does it? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it is it is exactly the same thing. You know, you need to learn, you know, you need to learn the skill set. Uh, and field craft, I mean, field craft is the most important element of wildlife photography. And that's something you can't buy. Yeah. That's just experience. I, like you, um, you know, I was uh, a birder for many years and I understood bird behavior, you know, where preferred habitats, um, you know, uh, when birds were active, how they moved judging their, you know, their, um, their posturing when I'm in the field. So that gave me a huge advantage. I think from my perspective, it's a lot easier to be a birder and then a photographer after versus the other way around. Yeah. I think once you understand the animal, whether it's a bird or whether it's an insect or a mammal or um, frog or what have you, if you understand the animal, the animal's behavior, and you know how to approach the animal, uh, the rest is gravy. But, but I think, I think that's, that's, sort of goes for all genres of photography, doesn't it? I mean, if you are, yeah. you know, a street photographer or you are a sports photographer or you're, a, you, know, a, you know, any of those sort of, you know, um, you know any, of those, any, any of those sort of genres of photography, then, you know, you need to understand the subjects. Yeah. It's like you need to understand what's happening in a soccer game, for example, to be able to get the best shots. You need to understand mm -hmm. how, you know, a Formula One car you know, goes around a circuit and, and what to expect to get the best out of it. You need, you need to be passionate about those things first mm -hmm. and foremost. And that makes you a much better photographer. I think. Uh, Agreed. It's, it's, Even when it, you're not in the field, camera trapping, for instance, it's all about understanding your subject, understanding where the subject's moving and um, its patterns and so forth. So whether you're in the field or outside of or off yeah. the field, 
understanding well, the subject is key. There, there's another great subject for a podcast. Look, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we're sat chatting. I mean, this is it. This is what it's all about, folks. To be honest, yeah. It's like I said. I said to Josh when we when we first sort of started talking about this that actually, isn't it just about sort of two friends talking about wildlife photography, um, mm-hmm. and just introducing you know these subjects which we can we can talk around and that's that really is the basis of the podcast you know it's 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 josh and i just sit here talking about things and see said seeing which rabbit holes uh start appearing and i think quite a few have, have appeared already actually as we've just been, been chatting sure. so i mean we, yeah. we we hadn't really planned any of this out at all i just literally <laughs> said to josh when we when we sort of started the call let's just let's just do a quick introduction and talk about a few things and see what happens. So, uh, and we we've, so we've already started exploring, you know, quite a few of the subjects, which I think that, you know, we, we can do in, in more detail in future episodes. So uh, anyway, but uh, yeah. I hope that's sort of given people a, a bit of an idea as to, as to how mad this might get. <laughs> um, you know we, we go through uh, sort of future episodes and I also said to Josh that it, uh, you know it's it's no good us I think sort of trying to plan to do too many um, you know so I think probably one a month is is where we're going to be at to start with because what what I'd rather do um, is put out quality content rather than try and rush you know two or three four things a month and it all you know it, it does feel a bit rushed I, I i prefer it with sort of quality content over quantity so you know bear with us um you know and, and we'll start at that sort of pace and we'll see how it how it builds but as i said i think the first thing that we can talk about and we've already touched on obviously the the second episode is going to be about the future of wildlife photography and we'll we'll, we'll delve into some of the things we've just touched on in a little more depth so uh josh thank you very much um you know for 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 your, for your time this evening because we're we're recording because josh lives in the in the states and I'm, obviously i'm in the uk the the time difference means that we normally do this late in the evening so it's 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 coming up well it's gone 11 o'clock for for me it's so, a bit easier uh, for me than, than it is for yeah. you rob but absolutely uh, hey, yeah not a problem it's a good job i'm a night owl that's what i say <laughs> Anyway, thanks very much for, for for coming on and having having a chat, Josh. And I, I look forward to um, I look forward to our future chats and the and the next episode. So, thank you everybody for listening, and um, we'll catch you all again next time. Thank you all. You have been listening to the Wildlife Photography Podcast. If you have enjoyed the content, then please help us to spread the word by sharing a link on your social media platforms, giving us a like and leaving us a comment. See you all again next time.